I have never been to a movie alone. And I have never taken myself out to dinner. But when I was 24, I decided that I was going to go to Mexico alone. I was, it was the summer before my last semester in college. I was going to have my student teaching, and I would graduate in December. And I thought, well, this is a good time. I can go down to Mexico by myself, stay with the family, learn Spanish. This will be great. So I bought my tickets. And then student teaching happened. And, oh, oh by the way, at this time, I was in a relationship um, with my boyfriend, Adam. We'd been together for four years. And um, our relationship had really changed my life a lot. Because before I met him, I was living this kind of typical college existence. I was going to classes and working at a bagel shop and living with roommates. And when he and I met, I took some time off school and we drove across the country together. And then he introduced me to this small crew of characters that lived in the hills up above Mosier that lived in off-grid houses. And we built our own little cabin. It was a 10 by 12. And we had to haul our water and had an outhouse and um, had to wash each other's sink in the wintertime with snow that we melted over the wood stove. So I really felt like I was living this bigger adventure, like I was more interesting. My life was more exciting because of this relationship. And that was kind of at the center of my life. So now fast forward four years later, I'm preparing for this trip to Mexico, and Adam and I have always had this one huge issue in our relationship that would come up again and again, and that was that he was completely 100% certain that he never wanted to have kids. And I wasn't sure, but I did know that I wasn't ready to prom make any promises that I would never want that. And so over those four years, it had come up from time to time, and every time it came up, we handled it the same way, which was, well, let's just not talk about it for a while and hope that one of us changes our minds. <laughs> so, but really that meant for me that I was hoping that he would change his mind and he was hoping that I would change mine. So when I was getting ready for this trip to Mexico, student teaching happened. We went to Massachusetts where he was from and spent Christmas with his family and that happened and it was around the corner and I was starting to get really scared <laughs> to go. Um, I had never traveled alone. I didn't speak any Spanish at all. So I was really afraid of not being able to communicate. I had taken Spanish in high school, but I didn't really apply myself. <laughs> and I even did a little cheating on a couple of the tests. And I know I didn't remember anything besides hola, adios, si, no. And so I was really scared about that. And also, I'm the kind of person who gets lost whenever I try to go anywhere new. And so 
all my traveling up until then, I had had someone taking care of me that way, someone that made sure I got on the train and made sure I got where I needed to go, and I was really afraid of not having anybody there to take care of me. And I had a very dear friend that um, told me, who was in a lot of traveling, who told me, Megan, when you, when you travel, you're never alone. <coughs> so I tried to keep that in my mind when the day of my flight finally arrived and my parents drove me to the airport and they actually walked me into the airport and they walked me to security and I went through the metal detector and they were waving and I just really wanted to turn around and run back through and just go back home and not do anything that was out of my comfort zone and not just dump the whole plan. But I had already bought the tickets and I'd already told everyone I was going and I was at the airport. So I figured I better get on the plane. And um, it was about 12.30 in the morning, which is a really lonely time to fly because the airport is usually this really busy, bustling kind of a place. And at 12.30 in the morning, it's quiet. There's a few people waiting for their flights, but that's pretty much it. So I made it onto the plane. And I landed down in San Cristobal de las Casas in Chiapas, Mexico, which is the farthest south state. And my cab driver met me, just like he was supposed to. And he tried making small talk in Spanish, which I could not participate in. But I was able to hand him a little piece of paper that said the address for my hostel. And he got me there. And my friend was right. I, you know, the day after I got to the hostel, I already met some people that I could go do things with. I met this woman that was from Colombia and she was a native Spanish speaker and she and I went to see some caves that were not far from out of town and I met a girl that was from Germany. She had been studying Spanish in Oaxaca and now she was traveling. We went out to dinner at El Gato Gordo and that was really fun and then later that night when I got back to the host hostel and it turned out that I had food poisoning from El Gato Gordo she brought me a garbage can and put it next to my cot and uh, when I finally met my family and started going to classes the family that I was going to stay with down there they were wonderful Doña Isabel and Don Hector and Isabel was this amazing cook, and when she found out that I like to cook, she invited me into her kitchen a few times, and she taught me how to make rabbit with orange sauce, and chicken with mole sauce, and flan. And uh, one t I also met a friend that I took classes with, Kathleen. We were the only two at our level. <laughs> so, were the only two in the class and we took weekend trips together we went to the famous ruin Mayan ruins Palenque and we went to some big beautiful waterfalls and we went to Lagos de Montebello um, I signed up for a bicycle tour at one point and when I showed up the next day it turned out I was the only one on the bicycle tour <laughs> but the guide took me anyway and it was wonderful we went into the cloud forest we saw a natural limestone bridge it was just a great trip, and it turned out that I didn't want to go home <laughs> when I got to the end of the five weeks, and so I actually extended the trip by an extra week. 
And toward the end of the trip, as I was sleeping in Doña Isabel and Don Hector's house, in my room there, I had this dream. And in this dream, I was getting married. I was marrying Adam. And I was wearing this really hideous wedding dress, <laughs> like 1980s. It had puffy sleeves and bows and lace and really not my style. And in the dream, he's, he makes some comment, some joke about how terrible the dress is. And I laugh and I'm about to say, well, maybe someday we'll have a daughter and she'll get a kick out of it. <laughs> but I stopped myself. The words didn't escape my lips because I realized you're marrying Adam and this means that you have to agree that that won't happen. So I woke up from that dream and I thought, okay, so when I go home, I just knew. When I go home, we have to have this conversation again, but it has to end differently. And then I really didn't want to go home. But I had to because I was out of money. <laughs> so I got on the plane and I traveled home and uh, went to Lummi Island, Washington, which is where our, we had summer jobs lined up. And I had this ball of dread sitting in my stomach. And I broached the subject and the result is pretty predictable. There, we, there was crying, and there was negotiating, and there was fighting, and then we ended. And I was heartbroken. But while I was ending that life, thankfully, another door opened to me, and I was offered a teaching job in the Dalles. And my kind friends offered me a place to live until I could find my own place. And I, all I had to do was pack up my 85 Toyota Camry to the gills and head south. And so that's what I did. And once I got there, I had to figure out what my life was going to be. And the life that I have now and that I built for myself is very different than the one that I had with Adam, but it's better. And I've still never gone to see a movie alone. <laughs> and I've still never taken myself out to dinner. And I still get lost <laughs> when I travel to someplace new, but I have discovered that there is this honest voice inside of me and sometimes it's hard to hear and sometimes I don't really want to hear what it has to say but if I listen to it I do travel in the right direction and when you travel you're never alone <laughs>